Playing our song, the podcast where your song becomes our song. I'm here with a very special guest, Terry Peretti. Hi, Terry. Hi, Rob. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing super great. Awesome. Thanks for being on the show. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about "Imagine" by John Lennon, which, as far as I could tell, is just a single. I don't. I guess it was probably on some albums, but was released just just out into the wild as as a single in. Uh, 19... Oh, he just had the year 1971. 71! Good <laughs> call. Good call. I was trying to think of when I first heard the song, and I knew I was very young, but I didn't know how young. Mm-hmm. So when I looked it up, it was uh, released when I was five. Okay. Uh, I probably heard it for the first time somewhere along elementary school. Mm-hmm. Um, my uncle, my mom's youngest brother, still lived with my grandparents at the time, and I remember he had Beatles posters all over his bedroom, and I thought that was just so cool. <laughs> so I don't remember when I first heard that song, but I know I started listening to the Beatles very young. Okay, so you're, you're you're a lifelong Beatles Beatles yes. fan. Yes, good. absolutely. All right, very good. Well, Terry, before we get too too much into the song, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself? Well, I am a lifelong educator and a lifelong dancer. So I started off. Um, you know, immersing myself in dance my whole life, knowing by the time I was eight years old, I was going to be a professional dancer and teacher, uh, which came into fruition. So music has been a huge part of my life. And I probably engage in music in different ways than other people um, on average, on the average. But anyways, I also uh, became a mom. I used my education certificate to get into early childhood ed. So I taught typical uh, private early childhood centers for 12 years Mm -hmm. before getting into special education. And I'm now an ABA program assistant. All right. So spent my whole life in education in one form or another. Excellent. Good. And music has served you in education, you think? Absolutely. In every single way. As a dance teacher, but also as an early childhood educator. Mm -hmm. Um, I use music a lot in my classroom, which is, you know, very typical for a preschool classroom, but I've also taught music and fitness in early childhood centers. I use music to bring out language, so... It's it's in everything I do. Beautiful. All right. So imagine you're saying you you learned about the Beatles. You must have been like five, six when when you kind of got into into them and specifically John Lennon. Just everything Beatles. No, everything Beatles. I mean, music was big in our house. I mean, I my mom loved Elvis. She had original Elvis records. Um, because I was a dancer, I. Um, was exposed to all kinds of music. I have um, a great aunt and uncle who are opera singers. Wow. So in our family, we listen to everything. Um, we listen to classical music, opera music. We listen to Elvis. We listen to the Beatles. Um, my father played guitar, mm-hmm. and my grandfather played any string instrument there was. So we listened to a lot of Chet Atkins, um, Spanish guitar, violin. Um, so we would listen to a wide range of music. Excellent. Yeah. So when it comes to being like a Beatles fan, a John Lennon fan, you've got hundreds I would probably say probably hundreds of songs to choose from. How come you wanted to talk about Imagine specifically? Well, it's funny. When you invited me to do this uh, podcast with you, I was thinking about what my favorite songs were. And I I started rambling about through so many different. I couldn't choose one. But I realized the reason why I had a hard time picking one is because I like such an eclectic 
upbringing of music that I realized I liked different songs just because of I like I like that music for different reasons. But if I thought about exactly what songs I liked and what the message of the songs were, there are pieces of music that are my favorites, mm-hmm. but the the lyrics or what the song is about is horrible. Mm-hmm. You know, I just like the feeling of that music for whatever reason it suits a purpose. Um, but when I thought about the actual lyrics of songs, Imagine is one that just popped out in my mind immediately. Mm-hmm. And, and, and for that case, it's what I consider its sister song, um, Let There Be Peace on Earth. Mm-hmm. And it's something that's really just refreshed in my memory because of recent world events Mm -hmm. um so imagine to me though stuck out in my mind because i loved the message of the song but i loved that the point of peace and harmony among people was stripped down away from any other conventions it wasn't his his message in this song is that it's not tied to a religion imagine if there wasn't this none of the constructs of our life if you strip it all down but there was just peace, mm-hmm. you know, and that really fascinated me. Now, I know some some folks, when they hear, hear you know, John Lennon, they have, over time, have kind of had a more negative negative impression of some of his, his beliefs and how he was presenting himself to the world. I mean, I think that goes back as far as uh, the Beatles are bigger than Jesus controversy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so... So I, I know, I remember when I first heard this song, it was very much, oh, it's so nice, it's so sweet, I just enjoy this. But I know some people take a lot of umbrage at the fact that, like you said, it's not so much, it's it's not so much peace, but it's got this uh, anti, not anti-authoritarian necessarily, but anti-religion, anti-group mentality that is kind of, is kind of freaky to some people, or in some cases... I, I think the sense is that they feel insulted. That you're writing a song and things that are part of me or part of my life. I, I think religion probably gets the most mm-hmm. you know, repetition as not having, no, not not existing, not being a thing. Would feel a bit insulted. Um, how how do you how do you how do you think about the song in that regard? Well, to tell you the truth, I think I was too young to realize that kind of outward aspect to or background to the song. I just thought the song was cool. Mm-hmm. But being a Christian, a Catholic, Mm -hmm. who was brought up going to Catholic school, I remember being at some point at some age listening to the song saying, what do you mean no religion? Mm -hmm. You know, it it really caught me that there could be this idea of peace separated away from any connection to a religion or to God. Mm -hmm. And that both kind of like intrigued me and Mm -hmm. it fascinated me and... um, being very young at the time. And I I can't even remember if I was in middle school or high school when it kind of struck me that it was disconnected from any of those constructs Mm -hmm. that were so prevalent in my life at the time. But I, again, was very fascinated by the fact that not everybody believes the same thing in this world. Mm -hmm. So wouldn't it be wonderful if we did live in a world that no matter what your religious beliefs were or were not, everyone could live in peace. Mm -hmm. And then I have to say, a few years ago, I read a book written by the Dalai Lama. Mm -hmm. And I was fascinated by the way he spoke about his philosophies in that you don't have to believe the same thing I believe. But as humans who inhabit this one planet, there are certain morals that we should all live by. Mm -hmm. So this piece from John Lennon, I think, very much speaks to that mentality. 
that you don't have to believe in this or that or the same thing, but we are all inhabitants of this planet. So there are some basic beliefs that we should all live by. And I think that's what reconnected me, that I'm not offended by the fact Mm -hmm. that he doesn't tie it to a religion, that there's no religion, there's no this, there's no that. Mm -hmm. But it it struck a chord with me in in the same way that the Dalai Lama's teachings are. We're all humans. There should be some basis of moral, you know. Sure. So so less, uh, your, your thought would be it's less a personal attack on this group, that group, so much as a moving beyond those those labels. So, so if yes. that's part of you, that's fine. But there right. are still, like you said, kind of some morals or some some attributes we should we should all ascribe to to our lives. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. Now I know for me, I always liked the idea of the no heaven and no hell, just sort of sky mm-hmm. as a way to think of peace as something that we need to do for its own sake, rather than we should do because we are worried about. What happens when we're gone? You know, right. What What do we believe? So you were raised a, a Catholic. Do you, so. So I would assume you have a belief in heaven and hell, or at least we're raised to yes. believe in in heaven or hell, and that if you're bad, you're going to go to hell, right. burn forever. <laughs> do you, so do you think that's that's colored kind of? You know, do, do you feel similar to to John Lennon in the song, or you're not worried about sort of afterlife because you're thinking of peace in the here and now? I mean, just... well, for me, I have a. I have two fears of this world, mm-hmm. and one of them all of, always has been what's going to happen to me after this world. So <laughs> being a Christian, but as I've matured, um, I don't really, I don't know that I believe that there is a hell. Mm-hmm. I know there are Christian faiths that believe that this world is hell. Mm-hmm. And if you believe without taking this conversation wholly into a whole different direction. Mm -hmm. But if you believe in the doctrine of a merciful God, Mm -hmm. that we all sin, we all have that possibility of going, I suppose, going to hell. But if your faith beliefs take you in a certain direction, the merciful God will take you to heaven anyways. Mm -hmm. So that's my belief, is I don't worry about going to hell. Because of my faith beliefs, I believe that I and others will get to heaven. Mm-hmm. What I do like about this, though, is that it places you in the here and now. Mm-hmm. So without worrying about the beginning or the end or what became before and what comes afterwards, if we just take this moment now to be present in this moment, and how are we going to live this moment? I had a very interesting conversation with a good friend of mine who was very much struggling with faith, mm-hmm. and we had this conversation that went into the direction of what if it's not real what if it's all a hoax the religion or or the concept god god okay the concept of heaven Mm -hmm. or an afterlife after this one what if it's all a hoax my answer to that was if it's all a hoax when i take my last breath there won't be one second of realization that it's a hoax i'll never know (laughs) i'll never know Mm -hmm. it'll just be over Mm mm-hmm if there is an afterlife, but not that one, what am I going to say? My life, what, look what my life was in believing in this. I could have cheated on my husband. Every time I held the door open for an old lady, you mean I could have let it go and let it slap her in the face? You know, It would have been pretty funny. It would have been <laughs> funny, but am I going to think that my life was a waste mm-hmm. because I believed in something that's not real? Or am I going to look at my life and say, well, I was a hardworking, trustworthy honest person who did good things 
So even if it's not there and it's not real, I still lived a wonderful life and became the person that I think I should have been because of it. Mm-hmm. You know, so on this, to get back to John Lennon, whether you believe it or don't, or you believe it and it's real, or you believe it and it's not real, there's still a here and now mm-hmm. that we have to be accountable for. Sure. So, you know, believing in it makes me be who I want to be. Mm-hmm. I live my moment and my life in the moment now without being overly worried about that. But hopefully I'm doing all the things that will help me get there. But for him, he's saying, let's just not worry about that. Mm-hmm. Let's just live in the here and now. Mm-hmm. And whether you do it because there is a reason or there's not a reason, here and now, you have a responsibility to be a certain kind of person. Sure. Now, I know when I look at the lyrics of the song, certainly the refrain, you may say, I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. Mm-hmm. So when I hear that, I wonder, was John Lennon, who was he writing this song for exactly? Who do you think the audience was for this song or is for this song? I think it's a world audience. Mm-hmm. Because as a younger person, when I heard that, I was I thought, like, what do you mean you're a dreamer? Shouldn't all people think this way? Mm-hmm. But, of course, all people don't think this way. And I think the older you get mm-hmm. and the more you realize what's really going on in the world, not just your little world, um, there are so many cynical people in the world. There's so much happening in the world. Always has been, continues to be. And horrible things that happen because of hate. So... For somebody to be that hippie who just thinks about love <laughs> and peace, you know what I mean? I think he was speaking to an audience in the world that maybe wouldn't listen to him because they were too cynical to listen to him. You might think I'm a dreamer mm-hmm. because this is not the way the world works. But imagine if. Mm-hmm. Imagine. Yeah. 71 would have been I, – I don't, I don't know. I mean, you, you might know if this was written as – a part of sort of a protest against, say, Vietnam, which would have been escalating at the time. Probably. Uh, or it was kind of escalating, plateauing yeah. at that time. Uh, I don't know what other things were really going on. It was it was pre-Jimmy Carter, so it would have been mm. the Water, Watergate was, what, 70, 73? Yeah, maybe? But yeah. I think of the 70s. I didn't grow up in the 70s. It, I always think of it as being kind of crummy. Was that? I would, well... <laughs> I was young enough to be shielded from that. Mm-hmm. To, but I remember asking my daddy if he was going to vote for Nixon. Mm-hmm. And then a short time later, you couldn't vote for Nixon anymore. Mm-hmm. He was all over the news because he was in big trouble. Yep. Um, so I had an uncle that was in the Vietnam War. Um, my father was stateside. Mm-hmm. I was born in an Air Force base in Texas because oh, my wow. father was serving at mm-hmm. the time. Um, you know, I came back to Massachusetts just as a baby. So I, I really didn't know of that world, and I was pretty much shielded from that world. Mm-hmm. But, you know, growing up on it, learning history later, I'm sure he was speaking to that because mm-hmm. there was so much of there was such a powerful movement of anti Vietnam War, mm-hmm. anti war period. Mm-hmm. Um, then I'm sure he really was speaking to that audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think John Lennon has a sense of if there were peace, these are the sort of consequences of peace. And I know in, in, in education, a lot of it is if this happens, then these are the, you know, kind of the, that idea of the cusp of if we could get these skills, in this case, peace, these are the positive reinforcement uh, paradigms that would come into place. Right. Do, do you kind of, see along the same lines as he does oh there wouldn't be greed there wouldn't be hunger if these these existed or is your idea of peace not quite the same as as john lennon's in terms of what what it would result in i mean i think this is this is um a fantasy Mm -hmm. 
It is a real fantasy. Imagine if all of these things took place. The reality is, no, it won't happen like that. Mm-hmm. Imagine. So I think he's he's that eternal. He's trying to be that eternal optimist. That let's just push the boundaries so far off that it may never happen. But maybe it will come to this place, or it will be this place. You know, if you if you remove it from religion, it's a it's a huge fantasy in just the reality of of the world. But if you tie it back into the religious themes, that can't happen. Mm-hmm. It can't because otherwise this would be heaven. Mm-hmm. And there's a separation between heaven and earth. You know, if, if you believe that whole story of how the earth came to be mm-hmm. and everything, this was supposed to be heaven in a perfect paradise, mm-hmm. but sin came into the world. So there is no way it is going to go that far. But even if you just look at it without religious overtones or just the reality of this world, it will never be that perfect heaven. But you have to shoot for something way beyond to mm-hmm. end up somewhere closer to it. But better than where we are. Okay, I get it. so overshoot it. So yeah. when you when you don't quite get where your where your final Fun. goal is, at least right. you're a little bit farther along than if you're like, well, imagine if you know we all tried to be nice to everybody. That's yeah. probably not gonna. Not it's gonna not get going you. to be that ultimate. <laughs> and we're all super nice forever and ever. ever okay, and we're ever, not gonna get yeah. there, but you know, maybe yeah. 50 percent of the way it wouldn't be so. You bad. You will never get a world with non greedy people, mm-hmm. you know, or mm-hmm. jealous people or whatever. Mm-hmm. But let's just shoot for it so that we can bring ourselves. <laughs> up to somewhere better than what it is. All right. Now, Terry, you mentioned that usually when you're hearing music, you think about the actual instrumentation, the music. I would mm. guess as a, as a dancer, you, you have to be paying attention to the to the beat and the tempo because you have to be moving to the music. But imagine specifically you mostly think about the lyrics. But yes. let's, let's take a second. What do you think of the music of the of Imagine? Is it something that, that comes into mind? It's, it sort of falls to the background or complements you know, the message? You know, this is one that I listen more to the message of the music mm-hmm. than the music. But the music itself is pretty, it's mellow and it's, it's sweet and it's calming so that you can be in a place where you hear the message. Mm-hmm. I have other pieces of favorite music that I can get so swept away in the music that I just love this music. But mm-hmm. then I actually listen to the lyrics and I'm like, oh my God. How, why have I loved this music for so long? You mm-hmm. know, but it's just I emotionally, physically and emotionally attached to music. So if I hear a piece of music that I've danced to, mm-hmm. I actually feel my muscle fibers twitching. Like I can, <laughs> I can feel myself going through the motions of that dance. Mm-hmm. I could be driving in my car and I can feel my legs and my arms doing what I would be doing in that dance mm-hmm. when I performed it. If I... Sometimes I attach emotionally to a music because as a choreographer, there is something about the music that strikes a chord with you. Either you start with your idea and you find the music that is going to help bring this dance into fruition, or you feel this music on some level that you have to dance to it. Mm -hmm. So I attach to music in that way. This song, like I say, it's just a very peaceful, calming, and I think that lets the music be in the background so you can hear the words. Gotcha. Okay, so so purposefully just calm, purposefully. meditative kind yes. of like, mm, yes, mm, just yeah. just so so you're able to focus on on the words, on the words, and what it's what it has to say. I have another piece of music that I've come to really love in the last couple of years, and I attach to the music first because it's just a very happy go lucky song, but it has a very positive message to it. So mm-hmm. the more I listened to the music and heard what the words had to say, it's purposely upbeat 
because it's supposed to make you feel uplifted. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to take you from a place where you're in a, a bad place and know that you can persevere and be strong and hold on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just, if if it were, play, if that song were sung to this music, mm-hmm. you'd think, oh God, I'll never make it, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but it has to be an upbeat music because it's an uplifting, uh, boost you up kind of song. Sure. So it has to be that way. Exactly. I, I mean, I, I like that idea of sort of the music as as helping deliver the message. Uh, you know, I, I kind of think of the meditative, like an ohm, like you want to have that yeah. sound, that piano, just just repetitive, quiet. You know, they, they have the damp, probably the damper pedal on, so yeah. nice and quiet. Because uh, I imagine, yeah, like you said, if it were all upbeat, I'd be like, this is the cheesiest piece yeah, of garbage song exactly. I've ever heard. And if someone just came up to me and started saying, hey, man, imagine, I'd be like, okay, you know, hipster, get get back, yeah, yeah, dirty hippie, back off. I know they're different things, but but I think that the point of that music too is it's he's rolling it around in his mind, and oh, he's okay. thinking. So if you're if it's something that you're thinking about and rolling around in your mind, it's not going to be heavily instrumented. Mm-hmm. You know, he's thinking to himself, imagine if, imagine if. So I I wonder if he he wrote it. I think to send a message out to somebody. But I think it's written and instrumental, instrumentally treated in a way that he's just rolling these thoughts in his head. Uh-huh. You know, the same way in art, like fine arts, the way you frame a painting can add to or distract from the painting. Mm-hmm. So even the choice of framing around a particular work is very purposeful. Sure. So I think the instrumentation around a piece of music is very purposeful. All right. So Terry, you you talked a little bit about how your own experience with the song has changed as you've as you've grown from yes. you know five to to adulthood. How do you think, or or do you think, the message of this song has changed from seventy one to two thousand sixteen? I think the message is timeless. Mm-hmm. I think it had its purpose in nineteen seventy one, but the message is timeless. Um, look at the current events right now. Mm-hmm. You know what people are doing to each other out of hate or some people are doing to other people in this world out of hate. You have mass shootings, you have bombings, you have wars, all stemming from hate. Um, Even just the whole um, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transsexual environment right now is very, um, almost volatile. Mm -hmm. Like we're bringing something that was hidden and not accepted more and more into acceptance but it's also created this jumble of backlash of people who do accept, who don't accept. Well, what do we, how do we handle this now? Mm-hmm. When it was hidden, we didn't have to handle it. We didn't have to think about where people go to the bathroom, you know, or blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And it's becoming this crazy situation. The fact that this shooter in Orlando just targeted a gay nightclub, you know, is, is making life in, in a way, as much as we've improved on certain situations... An alternative acceptance of alternative lifestyles and situations, it's also becoming very volatile. Mm-hmm. So I think the idea of imagine or let there be peace on earth, the, you know, the Christian sister song to this, mm-hmm. you know, is a timeless theme. And I, my husband and I were chatting about it last night. We think that we live in very, very volatile times, but our parents might think in certain ways it's not as bad as life in World War II mm-hmm. or during Vietnam or, you know... One doesn't outdo the other. There's no Richter scale of which one takes higher precedence in the order of, you know, 
craziness in our world. Who is the worst generation? Let's find out. Yeah. I don't know. But I mean, <laughs> there's always something horrible going on in the world at some point in time, but there's also amazingly wonderful things going on in the world at any given time. So I think the message of it might have had its purpose in 1971 because of the nature of, of war and you know, the hippie mentality against mm. the establishment mentality, whatever that was, because mm-hmm. I wasn't there, or I was too little to know about it, but it's a timeless theme. So, Terry, one of the questions that uh, we usually we usually end on, it's, mm-hmm. it, it's a tough question because it requires a lot of perspective taking. Okay. But you've, you've been very, very open and very eloquent about why this is your song, or, or one of your songs at yes. least. Why should it be our song? And by our song, I don't just mean you and me. I mean, why should it be anybody's song so if you have to convince anybody in the world you, you should totally like this song and this is why well i can't convince anyone to like the song but i would think it should be anybody's song because of the message of the song because of that universal connection that we all should have with each other mm-hmm. you know again I, I credit the Dalai Lama. It's not my thought. <laughs> but, you know, I am a Christian, but I so appreciate the way he teaches his philosophies. And just that it's a Native American philosophy. We are all here together. Mm-hmm. You know, whether you consider people to people or people to earth, to animals, you know, we all have to inhabit this planet. And there should be some, I'm an eternal optimist. I believe in what's right as opposed to what's wrong. Mm-hmm. I believe in sometimes rising above your instincts and human urges to do what's wrong for the betterment of yourself, for others, for society. So you have to always try to strive to be better, to do better, to be kinder, to be more helpful. You know, sometimes people can do things wrong uh, towards you, and you can either lash back or you can try to understand where they're coming from and make that peace or be the bridge to peace. If they can't, you should be better. You should try better. Because we're all going to benefit from it. So that's a message that he's putting out in this song that I think everybody should live to. We should all try to make this a better place, not a worse place to be. All right. Well, well said, Terry. So everyone listening at home, I hope that you now consider Imagined by John Lennon to be our song. Aww. <laughs> we, we hope. I don't, it's, it's a funny question with this song because you sort of hear Imagine. Like, who, do, who doesn't know this song? Doesn't ever, everyone likes this song already. Everybody but should know that song. I'm get, you know, but I'm guessing it's one of those things that no matter what time goes on, there's going to be a generation that that song is so like, – that song was old, you know, when I was when I was a teenager, when I was, you know, a kid. Oh, man, it's got to be so old for, for some, some of the people who are, you know, five now. It's, the song's ancient history. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? It comes back. Mm-hmm. I have my children are twenty and twenty two years old, and they love listening to what they call the oldies. Mm-hmm. They love listening to Billy Joel. They're listening to Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, of course, in my house, you're going to listen to all kinds of music, anyways. I got Stevie Ray Vaughan. I got Hootie and the Blowfish. Mm-hmm. I've got Bruno Mars. Mm-hmm. I've got Etta James. Mm-hmm. I've got everything happening in the music world in my house. But I know that for my kids' generation, I don't know how many of them, they're all going back to vinyl. Yeah, they want that's such record a weird players thing. and they want to hear vinyl again. And I went in the basement and I pulled out Meatloaf and I pulled out Billy Joel and an original Bruce Springsteen. Mm-hmm. And my, my kids' generation go nuts over that stuff. That's so funny. They love listening to the old stuff now mm-hmm. you know of course they love listening to their own new stuff now but um 
I think music resurges. Mm-hmm. You know, what I consider listening to oldies and classics, I love listening to blues and mm-hmm. Etta James and Frank Sinatra. You know, that's old stuff to me. Sure. But it's come back for me. Of course, I would because I'm a dancer. Mm-hmm. But um, these kids are listening to the oldies, mm. you know. And I think Beatles will always be there. I think so. I agree. Yeah. I agree on that. Now, I forgot to ask this, Terry, but it, it came in my in my head while you were, were talking about uh, you know music in the house and, and your history as a dancer. Is this a song you could choreograph? Not necessarily you, but like, do you think there's a choreography to this song yeah. that would, would add to it or, or, or bring anything to it? And you so, could. Like what? You could, but I see it as something that would be very peaceful and in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, like in my mind right now, I'm picturing a scrim and silhouetted dancers behind it mm-hmm. and it being very simple. Um, right now, the scene in dance is, is contemporary dance, mm-hmm. um, which can be really beautiful and amazing, but it seems to be packed with movement. Mm-hmm. You know, you're listening to a very soft and serene song, and, and the, the dancers are doing 100 movements a minute. You know, oh. it's very packed. It's mm-hmm. very packed. And sometimes it's too much. Mm-hmm. And this has to be something that's more simple, and it's more serene, and almost... Um, silhouetted so that you don't even see the dancers. Oh, okay. But you see an interaction. Cool. Well, thank you That's for that. That's how I imagine it. The, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Well, Terry, thanks so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate uh, you taking the time. Thank you. Uh, for everyone at home, I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, you can check out the website at playingoursong.net. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on uh, Twitter at playing underscore our song. Uh, face- oh, and the Facebook's slash playingoursong.net. Uh, you can email me at rob at playingoursong.net, where I'm always happy to hear new comments. And if you're interested in being on the show and be a guest, please let me know so. Uh, we're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. We're mostly anywhere you can you can get podcasts just as they're playing our song. Uh, feel free to leave a review if you like. That'd be nice. Uh, in any case, thanks again, Terry, for being on the show. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week with another episode. But remember, until then, it's your song, so play it long and play it loud. Bye. Bye-bye. Peace. But I'm